5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It's another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey joined by a very dapper-looking Wayne DeZubak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's dapper today. I've got the prep look on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's my East Coast mentality. So I, I got to wear the little prep stuff. So I'm I'm there. Hey, nobody does fall better than the folks on the East Coast. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I tell you what. I, and I actually, one of those guys that went to a prep school, you know what? I tease that the, my best five years of my life was high school, but I went to four years of high school and then one year of prep school. So it really is true. The best five years of my life was high school. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds great. Yeah, sometimes uh, I, I think it's good if you uh, have that year, uh, extra year to get ready for college. And then- you know, to be all in all seriousness, I did. I I didn't feel comfortable coming out of high school, so I went to a prep school in Connecticut. Uh, we played schools that really had a lot of recruits that would go to Nebraska and Oklahoma and things like that. We played Coast Guard Academy freshmen. We played some Ivy League teams like Yale, the freshmen there. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, I got to play. I even got to play quarterback, running back. And one crazy game, and I'm sorry to go off on this tangent, but one crazy game. It was the last game of the year against the Yale freshmen who went on to win as seniors the uh, Ivy League championship. So we beat them 20-14. to 14, And uh, – they made me a running back, but had me call the plays because I had been the quarterback. But since I was leaving, they had a two-year man named John Quintle, who was out of Boston, Massachusetts. He was in there, and they let him run the quarterback spot. But I called the plays, and I was the running back. And uh, they, the first time I called my number as a running back, they all in the huddle gave me a bad time. So, oh, we knew you are going to call your number all the time. So, you know, what can you do? You can't win for lose football players. What are you going to do with them? Yeah, that's interesting. Might be the uh, the only time we've had a running back uh, call the plays. Yeah, it was really different. The coach wanted to try something different. And the ironic was that Yale had driven all the way down to a like two-third foot line. So we got the ball with 99 and two-thirds yards to go as we stopped them on a fourth down. So I called my – that's why they're giving me a bad time because I was the first play. I called my number, and I ran it out to like the 23-yard line. And so as first down, so don't give me a bad time, I would have called that play no matter who was at that RB position. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's fascinating from, I'm sorry uh, to leave. I'm sorry to relive my history. I, I apologize. No, that's fun. I like that every once in a while. Helps us learn a little bit more. We peel back the curtain, you know, we're yeah, not these, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're not these robots that only talk about Idaho sports. We can talk about other stuff. Had a lot of fun. And then, you know, from that, I, was able, I was recruited by Idaho State, and that's how I ended up out west. So that's my story, sad but true, and I'm sticking to it. Well, we're, we're glad you decided to come all the way out here to Idaho because you have been just a gem for the entire state for such oh, a long time. So. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll pay you the checks in the mail. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, speaking of things that uh, maybe not in the mail, but uh, certainly things uh, worthy of celebrating, uh, state soccer happened this past weekend, Wayne, Yeah, the treasure Valley, the five, a four, a SIC was very well represented, uh, especially on the boys side where you had Timberline, uh, win the five, a title and Bishop Kelly win the four, a title. Yeah, that's really great. And not only that, but Timberline played Boise. They beat defeated Boise in the championship game. So the five, a was all, you know, S five, a SIC. That's great. As well. I thought it, it might be, I really did think that they would get there and they did. Uh, Lake City came in undefeated, you know, but they didn't get through the semifinals. They won their first game, did not get through the semifinals. And so uh, great job by Timberline to win it two to one. And for BK, nice job over Sandpoint winning that one. So 
uh, you know, BK, what an improvement. You know, just a couple of years ago, I think they won two games is all. And here they come, you know, just steaming through and steamrolling through everybody. So a good win by the Knights. Yeah, so Timberline uh, scored uh, twice in that win over Boise. Jake Anderson and, and Aiden Ige scored for Timberline. Quinton Boggs assisted both of them. Mm-hmm. For Bishop Kelly, they, they got goals from uh, Sean Cabas and Landon Schweiger, and then there was an own goal. Sandpoint yeah. had an own goal, and that made it 3-1 to one for Bishop Kelly yeah. in the win there. Uh, on the girls' side, the Treasure Valley was represented in both championship games, but both teams fell just short. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy- Boise, I kind of predicted that Boise would win that matchup with Rocky Mountain and and represent. Uh, I thought they'd be playing Highland, but they did they did play Lake City instead and fell one to nothing. Yeah, and I tell you what, for Boise, they were pretty disappointed because you know uh, they had a couple of gals. They had three gals actually that were the top three gals on their cross country team. They skipped districts to play in state. And they still won the district championship, hands down. I'm talking about uh, cross country now. So Boise, but they, you know, but that's great. Boise's letting these gals play both cross country and soccer. They skip the district cross country to play in the state championship of uh, soccer, and they were a little disappointed that it didn't work out. But hey, congratulations to Lake City, one nothing. And, and anybody that follows soccer forever, Brandon, they say, oh, one nothing. That's a boring score. Those are some of the most exciting games. It's tense all the way through because you know just one play is gonna you know make the difference and it did. Yeah, the the, the game winning goal wasn't scored until only three twenty nine was exactly. was on the clock in the second half, so it was scoreless for almost the entire match. Yeah, and I guarantee you, there's a lot. I guarantee you, a lot of tense moms and dads just sitting there going <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the the Smith sisters. Logan Smith is a senior. Yep. Sammy Smith is her younger sister, a sophomore. Logan uh, has committed to play college soccer at Stanford next year. Right. So, right. and and Sammy is such a tremendous runner. She she was one of the best distance runners last year as a freshman. So yes, Boise High, very talented female athletes, uh, showing their versatility there. And so. you got to hand it to the coaches to do a sharezy. You know what I mean to share these guys because you know I guarantee you the cross country team wanted them, but turned out they didn't need them. They they got it done. They won the district championship as they go into state. So that's right, and then they'll be able to compete at state now as well since the exactly. entire team qualified. So. Exactly. calculated risk there from Boise. Uh, it was, but they made it. Yep. Uh, and then the 4A championship, uh, Valley View, uh, kind of the 4A was kind of crazy. There were some upsets and some stuff. And uh, we thought Bishop Kelly and Twin Falls in the semifinals was going to be fantastic, which it was. Twin Falls won in overtime over BK. And then Twin Falls defeats Valley View in the championship 3 nothing. Yeah, just a great job by Valley View to get where they needed to be. I mean, that's a great season when you're not expected to be there, but yet you get there. I mean, what a great season and Twin Falls, just what a what a great season they had. And, you know, they obviously came to play on championship day, uh, putting three goals in. Yeah, it was very impressive uh, soccer action. And now we turn the page to, to state volleyball, Wayne. It's all it's all happening up north in Coeur d'Alene and Lewiston this week. Of course, uh, we've got the brackets that we'll put up on the screen. So if you're watching the video of this on IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel or Facebook page, mm-hmm. you'll see the brackets and be able to follow along. If you're listening to the audio only on IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, try to follow along as best you can. You can find those brackets on the homepage at IdahoSports.com, all those state volleyball and football brackets. And we'll be updating those in real time as we get results. So check back often for updated brackets there at idahosports.com as well. 
Let's start at the 5A level where, I mean, this is almost like the coronation ceremony, right? We talked about <laughs> Skyview, just so dominant. Yeah, I don't know what else you say about Skyview. I mean, they are, are not only nationally ranked, you know, I mean, so, you know, you wonder, does anybody really, really, really have a chance to make this happen? But, you know, they open up against Timberline, uh, one seed versus the eight seed. Uh, I, I mean, I just got to go with Skyview all the way through. I, I don't know who else. You know, Post Falls is a two seed, but and and they're good. Anything can happen, but Skyview has just been the standard all year long, Brandon. I, I've got to go with them. Yeah, so, so yeah, Skyview's the number one seed overall, playing a district foe, number eight Timberline in the first round. These are all seeded now according to Max yep. Prep's rankings. Eagle is the four seed. They'll play fifth seeded Thunder Ridge. I like Eagle there. Uh, Madison is the three seed. They're playing sixth seeded Mountain View. Ready for this, Wayne? I think Mountain View could be a surprise team to get all the way to the championship. Really? I'll seed. be darned. Yep. I think I think Mountain View has really good potential as the sixth seed. And then uh, two two teams from up north play each other in the first round. Number two, Post Falls. Number seven, Lake City. But like we talked about for, for Skyview, I mean, this is this is their deal to lose. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, Post Falls being the number two seed, uh, the tournament is being played in Coeur d'Alene. So they're right there at home. They don't have to really travel. They can sleep in their own beds. They've got all those positive things going for them, Brandon. So, I mean, post falls could maybe pull an upset, but I don't know. Right. I, I still like Skyview all the way. I do too. And I, 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 yeah, I think post falls could get to the championship. I think Mountain View could get there, but ultimately, yeah, this is, this is Skyview's deal to lose. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if we look at the 4A bracket, uh, right away you'll see uh, Nampa as the uh, number eight seed. They have to play top-seeded Wood River. That's going to be a tough matchup for the Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Wood River is very, very talented this year. Um, Columbia won the district as the four seed. They're going to play Moscow, the five seed. Check this out, Wayne. Moscow was playing Lakeland in the district championship up north. Lakeland was the favorite. It went to a fifth set. Lakeland was leading by eight points in that fifth set, and Moscow rallied off an 8-0 run to close it out and upset Lakeland to win the district. That's why they play them. I mean, that's exactly why they play them, because you don't know what's going to happen. It's high school, and these athletes get something going, and bingo. You know, the big upset occurs, so that's great. Yep. Uh, Valley View had a chance to become the third team from District 3 to uh, advance to state, but they felt the skyline and the play-in match. And congratulations to Skyline. It's their first trip to Volleyball State since 2006. So, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting for Skyline. So here, you know, Columbia could match up with Wood River. I, I like that matchup in the semifinals. That would be tough for Columbia, but nothing's impossible. So we'll see how that bracket uh, ultimately shakes out for the uh, 4A uh, state tournament. But uh, yeah. Skyview and certainly maybe Columbia have a chance to to bring home some some hardware from state. So And I, and I like what you're saying right there. I think those are the teams to, to watch for sure. The other thing I just wanted to bring up real quick, don't forget about cross-country state is this week as well. And at Eagle Island State Park, they're going to have, you know, uh, the 5As coming up on Friday. So that's going to be kind of fun there. And I found something interesting out about, Rocky Mountain 5A team, you know, they're ranked in the top 10 in the country, uh, right around number seven, and they've been invited to a tournament in Alabama. So they're in November. So when they get down with state, uh, they're going to go down and compete with some of the best in the country because they're a number 10, top 10 team. They're going to go down there and compete. Real fast teams will be there to be down. I don't know exactly where in Alabama, but 
Alabama. They're going to go down there and they'll probably run all over the state. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that's exciting news for the Rocky Mountain Grizzlies. That is so awesome to hear. This will be the boys and girls or just the boys, just the boys. Yeah, just the okay. guys team. Yeah. The gals, gals are struggling, not struggling a little bit. They finished second in district, but they finished a long way behind a Boise team that was minus their three top runners. So that once those three top runners come back from soccer state, uh, I, I think it's going to be tough, but yeah, the Rocky mountain girls are good, but the Rocky mountain boys right now are one of the top 10 in the country. Yeah, I think uh, the Boise girls, overwhelming favorites at, at 5A cross country. And Rocky Mountain, I think, could get pushed by Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls has a great sophomore, Luke Appy, who uh, has had the top time for, for some time in, in the state of Idaho. So uh, that'll be a fun matchup. We will have a preview of the state cross country meets, not just the 5A, but the 4A, the 3A, the 2A, the 1A. All of that from our great cross country and track and field writer, Marlo Herford. That'll be mm -hmm. up on the website uh, probably Thursday. So okay, just, just, yeah, and she she's going to break it all down, the contenders and the teams to watch and the runners to watch. And so uh, stay tuned for that on IdahoSports.com, our cross-country yeah, state that, preview. That's pretty cool stuff. I mean, that's good. And you know what? I got to congratulate us here at IdahoSports.com, a little pat on our own backs. We've done a couple of cross-country meets this year, and it's been fun to do. I mean, it's been kind of an interesting thing, a lot of good comments. And so hopefully that means more of the same down the road. Yes, I, I will say I got to see Rocky Mountain. They came over to compete in the Tiger Grizz invite in Idaho Falls and um, won yeah. the team title that day. So they, yeah, I know, I know how good Rocky Mountain is on the boys' side for sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, before we transition to football, let's step aside and take a break. The SIC PrepCast is brought to you by DL Evans Bank. This is community banking. And we'll come back and start diving into these football brackets and talking about all the matchups, Wayne, and all the crazy stuff that happened last Sounds week. Good. Sound good? All right. So we will be back in just a moment. You're watching and or listening to the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Wherever you are, DL Evans Bank is right there to help. From applying for loans to opening new accounts and signing documents, personalized service is just a video call away. This is Bank Live with DL Evans Bank. This is Community Banking. It's the SIC podcast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey alongside Wayne is new back as we now transition into what happened in football this past week. Let's uh, let's start with those those cross divisional games. We can just kind of recap very quickly what happened. Basically, the SIC had all of the uh, cross divisional matchups, right. the division and the river division, and uh, playoff berths were on the line. And if you looked at just the seedings, you would say, "Wow, there were some upsets." But I think you and I both know that the divisions weren't evenly stacked this year. The Foothills Division had a lot of good, solid teams, and that bore out. Yeah, it, it really did. And, and I think to start with that, let's just start with the 5A championship game on Friday night between Mountain View and Rocky Mountain. Because I'll tell you what, Mountain View undefeated on the year. They won that game 26-6. to They got her done once again. Quintez Evans with another fantastic game for Mountain View. 36 carries, 185 yards, three touchdowns. Just got the job done. And Mountain View 9-0 on the year. Rocky Mountain 7-2. and And guess what, folks? The only two losses that Rocky Mountain had were both the Mountain View. First time in history that Mountain View has been able to beat Rocky Mountain twice in the same season. And, I mean, I don't think Rocky Mountain for a while had two losses in about four years, you know. And so – and Rocky Mountain still a good football team. But boy, I was really impressed with Mountain View. And both those teams get a bye first week out. 
Yep, 26 to 6. The Mavericks turn back Rocky Mountain. They're 9 and 0, Rocky 7 and 2. So then you had these these uh other cross-divisional matchups where uh, other at-large playoff bids could be clinched. Uh, there were four contests. Uh, the first one was actually on Thursday night, Wayne. It was it was a game that you were at, uh, Skyview against Bora. And this is what I was talking about, about the Foothills division being a lot tougher than the River division this year because you had Bora, the runner-up, the second-place team from the River division, get absolutely boat-raced by Skyview, the fifth-place team from the Foothills division. Skyview won 41-14. to and that thing wasn't even close. It started off from the get-go. I mean, you know, Bora had a couple of occasions. Here, here's how the night went for Bora. They had a first and goal from the six-yard line. And McCarney threw an interception. Camden Young intercepted it, took it 98 yards back for a pick six. Okay. So it was seven-nothing at the time, Skyview. Now it's 14 to nothing. A little later on, uh, once again, Bora had a first and goal from the nine-yard line. Camden Young intercepted it again, this time returned it to the 42-yard line, but it would eventually lead to another touchdown to make it 21-7. to I mean, you had twice, you had first and goal to go from inside the 10-yard line, and they both end up in interceptions, one a pick six, and one all the way out to pretty much midfield. You know you're not. it's not your night. It was all done right there, and then it was over. Yep, and so Skyview with that win clinched an automatic bid into the playoffs. Bora had to sweat it out. You know, oh. there was a chance that they could be the at-large team, but they had to wait to find out how things went up north, and uh, there ended up being a three-way tie for first place up north between Coeur d'Alene, Lewiston, and Post Falls. They all had to meet on Monday in Moscow for a Kansas City tiebreaker, and Bora basically needed Post Falls to finish third to get that at-large spot, and that's exactly what happened. Well, and, and it's worse than that. Bora needed five things. I counted them, five different things. Post Falls being third was the last thing on Monday night. But before that, they needed four other things to happen, certain teams to be certain teams on Friday night, things to happen. And all five things fell into place in the Bora Lions, who won five in a row but couldn't make it six in a row, do get into the playoffs. And I'll do that game Friday night uh, at Eagle. So Bora at Eagle. Uh, Eagle's going to be favored there, and well, they should. And the winner of that game will get Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup. How about Bora? Coming into the season, I'll admit, Bora was not on my radar in terms of, oh, teams that could you know contend for a playoff spot. I thought Bora was going to be a team that was going to be down, and they have defied the odds, and they've put together a really nice season. Their big, their big turnaround was on defense, where they really pulled it together. Their offense wasn't all that bad. They just kind of had to put things together. Corbin McCartney at quarterback, you know, uh, Parker Rushton at running back. What a great job he did. One of the turned into one of the great running backs. And I think in a four-game stretch, he had 10 touchdowns. He slowed down since then, but four-game stretch, he had 10 touchdowns. So he was on fire. But the big thing was their defense. The first three games, they gave up 52 points, albeit to better competition than their last six games. But in their first three games, 52 points a game. The last six games, 22 points a game. So they really turned it around. Uh, and again, I say the first three games were against the Mountain Views and you know some of the big teams. So yeah, you're going to give up some points there. But they got much better, and I think they have a chance against Eagle, but it's at Thunder Stadium. Eagle's always good there. So, you know, my pick on that one is Eagle to advance to take on Coeur d'Alene, who got one of the first-round buys. Yep. So uh, congratulations to Bora becoming the uh, seventh team from the SIC to qualify for the playoffs. I talked about last week, I kind of lamented the fact that Timberline, by finishing fourth and, and in their division and beating Skyview, right, 
So Timberline finished fourth. Skyview finished fifth. I said Timberline actually got the tougher draw <laughs> by, by finishing <laughs> fourth because Capital lost to Bora. And yeah. Capital, you know, Capital came in as the third place team from the River Division. This was going to be a tough matchup for Timberline. I think if Timberline played Bora, I think it's the same as Skyview. I think Timberline is in the playoffs. And and then it's Skyview having to sweat out the at-large spot. Um, but Capital forty-two to seven win over Timberline, and uh, kind of an interesting week, right? We we heard that head coach Todd Simmis sat the team down mm-hmm. and said, "Hey guys, this is going to be my last season." He's been a longtime coach, not just to Capital, but in Boise in general. And I don't know, Capital's kind of that team of destiny now, right, Wayne? Yeah, I think so. Capital's the one team I've had a hard time to figure out because when they played Meridian, I thought it would be a real competitive game, and it was thirty-five to nothing. They didn't score at all. And against Timberline, now Timberline's a pretty good ball club. They've got some pretty good players, and I thought they'd give them a tougher tussle than that. But, yeah, you're right. They, they they did not win that game. Capital won easily, and so that's kind of fun. So Capital with a 42-7 to win over Timberline, and Capital's not going to take on Lewiston uh, up in Lewiston, so they do have to go on the road, so it doesn't get any better. And you're right. With You know, what's interesting is when they played Bora, they had three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties right in a row within like 60 seconds of each other, two on one play. And then one just a little, little while later, Todd Simmons called the whole team over and just said, calm down. This is not us. We got to get it together. I think they had to regroup after that Bora thing and they did. And Timberline paid the price. And now we'll see if they can keep it rolling at Lewiston. The winner of that game up at Lewiston gets Rigby and Rigby, you know, they, they, they're they're got a they got a, a vibe, but I tell you what, they also got a surprise last week as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. So yes, and I, I just I feel I feel heartsick for Timberline because this is a team that because of the division they were placed in, essentially missed out on the playoffs, right? Bora got that head-to-head spot over Timberline yeah. because yeah. they had a better record against other 5A opponents. Well, Timberline beat Bora head to head, 49 to 28. Yep. And only because they played in a more difficult division. When you look at Timberline this year, their losses were to Meridian, Eagle, Rocky Mountain, and Capital. That's it. Yeah. That's, it's a bummer. I, I agree. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it is. It's tough. But that, that's the way football, the football season went. It's a lot that they, they drew. And, you know, so we'll just move forward and go there and see what happens. So Timberline, you know, done for the year. Yep. Uh, the other two cross divisional games didn't have much drama, and we didn't we didn't think that they would. Cuna uh, against Eagle. Eagle defeated Cuna, sixty two to fourteen, uh, and then Meridian shut out Centennial, thirty five nothing. The the other fun matchup, of course, was Boise and Hawaii. Right? It was a uh, second week in a row those two played. Boise got revenge in this one. Well, they not only got revenge, but they won handily. They won by twenty five points. Brandon, I mean, it's like I thought this game at least would be close. But, you know, Boise just flipped the coin and they said, OK, Hawaii, we gave you your first win in the history of your football program. We're not going to give you your second the game was played at Hawaii again, just like it was the week before. And they won that game. And Meridian, you know, they've got Malachi uh, Martinez back. He is healthy. Uh, he has uh, said in the media here that it's been a rough season because he got hurt early on. He's been struggling the whole time, but he feels good. I think Meridian is the team to watch. I'm not predicting they're going to win the whole thing, but they could mess it up for somebody else. I think right now with Malachi Martinez back, 
uh, with his brother, who's just a freshman, as backup. But with Malachi back, this is a different team. They're at full strength right now, Meridian is. And they, of course, play at home uh, in this game. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do. They host Madison. So Madison's got to make the trip over here. And uh, the thing of it is, it could end early for either of those because the winner gets Mountain View right off the get-go. That's right. So, yeah, let's talk about that uh, with, with with Malachi Martinez back healthy now. Uh, I, w- I would be very surprised if there wasn't at least some package where both Zeke and Malachi are, are both in there. So you don't know which guy's going to run or who's going to throw it, who's going to do what. I think that would be a fun package for yeah. Meridian to put in. I agree. And, and you got to remember, if Meridian can hold off Madison, you got to remember the first game of the season when Meridian played Mountain View, 14-13, Mountain View won it. That was it. And Malachi Martinez got hurt on the last series. So when Meridian went for the win, where they actually ended up trying to kick for the field goal, they had their backup quarterback in there. And yeah. so, and, and it wasn't Zeke because at that time they hadn't played Zeke. They didn't know he's a freshman. We're talking ninth grader. When you see his name on the roster, it's got a nine next to it, ninth grader. So they weren't about to put him in that situation. So they put the backup quarterback, who was arguably their third string quarterback, if you will, because the very next week they went with Zeke. But the bottom line is that they, they they were without Malachi in that very big series at the end where they ended up trying a 32-yard field goal and just missed it wide left, and I actually thought it was good. But Yeah, well, we, we talked about that where uh, something with the hashes, right? It was on the right. Exactly. Run. Yeah. It was on the left hash mark with a right-handed kicker, right? You know, right-footed kicker. Right-handed would be pretty interesting, but right-footed kicker. Yeah, so uh, let's let's look at this bracket, Wayne. You've you've kind of been teasing how you think it might go here. This is the five A bracket. Uh, uh-huh. Mountain View and Rocky Mountain get the buys, as we talked about. Uh, Meridian hosting Madison. I like Meridian, and that here's the thing with Madison. They're kind of an unknown at this point, Wayne. They struggled through the early part of the season, and then they made a quarterback change three weeks ago. They took their starting QB and moved mm-hmm. him to receiver, and they took their running back Ben Dredge and moved him to quarterback. And since then. They have gone 3-0 and with wins over Thunder Ridge, Idaho Falls, and Rigby last week, which was the real eye-opener. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, that Rigby situation where Rigby got that surprise because they weren't expecting that. But, you know, Madison's got a great program, great athletes and you know, in Madison. And I'm telling you what, one change like that makes all the difference, as you saw. Yeah, so they, they haven't lost since they made that QB switch, but I still like Meridian. The talent is just – it's right there for Meridian, yeah. I think. You mentioned uh, Capital having to travel to Lewiston. Uh, that's that's going to be a tough one. You know, that's a, that's a long trip. Capital hasn't had to make a trip longer than 20 minutes this year, Wayne. They've been in that Boise metro area, so this is going to be their first true road test. Lewiston is a team that's licking its wounds, right, after they fell to Coeur d'Alene uh, twice, essentially, in the last three days. And this is a high-powered Bengal offense, as we saw in that early season matchup with Cuna. So um, I kind of like Lewiston there, but what do you think? You know what? I, I, I'm going to stick with Capital. I like Capital. I like what they're doing there. Uh, I just do. Uh, they, they, they play well. They, they've got a, their game plan is pretty strong. It's just that they, if they avoid mistakes, if they play discipline, and that's what Todd Simmons says. And now that Todd Simmons, I think that was a strategic announcement that he was going to retire after the season. And I think they're going to take that momentum in with them. Uh, if they can handle the road trip, and I, I think it's handleable. Uh, I think they can upset Lewiston. I think it would be an upset. And I always say that because anytime you travel, I found in Idaho, when you travel north or go east, the team traveling has got to be the underdog, even if they're the better team on paper. 
Uh, it's just it's just tough in Idaho. It's it's because these five ASIC teams they're used to traveling all of four miles. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh man, that was a five mile trip. That was we had to go to Napa today. That was tough. <laughs> right, which is why it's going to be interesting next year when Middleton is in the five A ranks. Middleton could actually have a true home field advantage, yeah, a little further away from everything. So, yep. uh, all SIC matchup: Bora at Eagle. We both like Eagle there. And then the last game: Skyview traveling to Highland to play the Rams uh, inside Holt Arena Friday night. That's an early kickoff. That's a five thirty kickoff for the Hawks wing. Yeah, it is, and uh, obviously, you know. I like Skyview, but I and I haven't seen Highland. Skyview's got some really great skilled talent. The quarterback is good. We're running back Antonio Fafita, the guy is a load. He's like 5'11, almost six foot, 210 pounds. I mean, if he gets some running, if he gets momentum going, you can't stop him. But you know what? I have always been one of those guys that feels Highland in Holt Arena is a tough chore. So I'm, I'm going to go with Highland, but I would not be shocked if Skyview won that game. Yeah, I, I think Highland is just the loss to Rigby really re-energized uh, and refocused yeah. them. So There you go. And that's the other thing. I'm speaking. I don't get to see them like you do. I get to see the 5A guys. You get to see the Highlands, the Rigbys, the Madisons uh, because of where we live in the state. So I can't speak really, you know, as an expert on Highland. I don't know where they're at right now. I know they gave, you know, Rocky Mountain a really tough time in the opening game. So I and I have so much respect for Highland uh, and at home, it's going to be tough. But Skyview, they've got just enough talent to make things messy for you. Yep, I agree with that. So uh, if we move to the 4A ranks for football, there wasn't anything really too wild to discuss last week, except for Emmett and Valley View playing in a mud pit with the rain coming down and it just being sloppy. Valley View knocks off Emmett eight to seven. That raised some eyebrows around the state. Yeah, Emmett's one of those teams I can't figure out. I mean, they lost early in the season. They're seven and two. They lost early in the season and they lost late in the season. I don't know whether it's a focus thing or whatever, because no question in my mind that Emmett, man for man, player for player, on paper, better than Valley View. But Hand it to the Hawks. They just got it done. The Falcons, rather. They, I knew they were some kind of a bird. The Falcons, they just got it done. Yeah, and so, and so because of that, we, we knew Valley View was going to get in. But because of that, uh, it really helped solidify their, their seeding even more. Um, so if we look at this bracket here, this is the gigantic 16-team yeah. bracket here. We'll just start at the top and work our way down until we hit an SIC team. How's that sound? Okay, sounds good. You go for it. Okay, so we've got two right off the bat here. You've got 13-seeded Nampa playing fourth-seeded Emmett right away. That's going to be at Emmett High School Friday night, 7 o'clock. What do we think about this first matchup? It's it's always tough to beat the same team twice in one year. Well, I really think it is. You know, Nampa's coming off a 69-16 to 16 win over Caldwell. They're coming off a couple of wins in a row. Uh, they pulled a big upset two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I think Nampa – remember, I, I always said this. I've said this every show almost that they were my – for a dark horse at the beginning of the year, I thought they could make some noise at the playoffs. Well, I'm telling you what, they're in the playoffs now. Could Napa beat Emmett? And Emmett's coming off that, you know, that loss to Valley View 8-7. Is their confidence shattered? Do they have it back? Do they feel like they can be the Emmett Huskies that, you know, they were early in the year? Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Emmett's got the edge because it's at Emmett. It's always tough there. But the Bulldogs, I think, can – pull an upset here. I think they have the ability to pull it if they will. I still am going to go with Emmett winning it. 
And Nampa's got, we haven't really talked about this much this year, but Nampa's got a really good coach, Dan Holtry. Uh, yeah. Very, very underrated coach for, for Nampa. The first time these two teams met, Emmett won, but it was only 40 to 30. So mm-hmm. could be headed to a similar showdown. I well, will re- remember Nampa's got Gabe Navarro, and anytime Gabe Navarro gets hot, watch out. Yes. And, and, and on the other side, of course, Caden Young, who's such a prolific rusher oh. and passer. For Emmett also. Caden Young can pull off an 85-yard run in a heartbeat. Just when you think you've got him caged in, he'll take off on you. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a real exciting game to watch. It'll be a fun one. Yeah, one, one of the most uh, exciting opening round matchups. I will begrudgingly go with Emmett, but I think it's going to be close. And if Nampa won, it wouldn't surprise me. I'll yeah, say exactly. That. All right, as we move down the bracket, right below them is 12th-seeded Middleton. They will travel to 5th-seeded Blackfoot. Uh, Blackfoot won District 6, but it was kind of a crazy deal where coming into Friday's uh, action, there was a four-way tie for first place between Blackfoot, Bonneville, Shelley, and Skyline. So Blackfoot uh, won the uh, crowded field. Blackfoot is a team that looks at some games, they look awesome, and other games you're like, how did these guys even win four games? So I think this is a prime spot for Middleton. I've talked about this for a while now. There's going to be a team from the SIC because it's such a good league that's going to go over to the east or up north and pull off a quote-unquote upset. And I think this is the game, Middleton at Blackfoot. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think Middleton's one of those teams, you know, uh, right now they, they're coming off that 42-20 to 20 win over Columbia, but uh, they've had their ups and they've had their downs. They've looked great. They've looked bad. They've, they've had a game they should have won and kind of blew it for different reasons. Uh, so, I mean, they, they easily, you know, could be 6-3, and three. But uh, so I, I agree. I think Middleton, if a five a 5A, or excuse me, if a four a SIC team is going to go over to the East and win, it's going to be Middleton in this game. Yep. And Blackfoot's just too up and down. I mean, well, they're kind of like Middleton, I guess. They're very similar yeah. opponents. They're a mirror. Yeah, yeah, a mirror image for sure. So I'll, I'll go with Middleton there, though. I really do think the Vikings could go on the road and get that win. Uh, down here at the number seven seed is Bishop Kelly. That's what finishing in second place gets you. It gets you outside the top five because the top five automatically go to the five district winners. And BK had the same thing happen to them last year. They will host Twin Falls. I think this is a tough matchup. Both teams like to run the football. This game could be over by eight o'clock, Wayne. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it just is going to be on the ground, but. You know what? I tell you what, I think BK at home is always tough. And, and I'm going to go with the home team. When it's a toss-up, I'm going with the home team. I think this is a toss-up. Forget the seats, 10-7, that's a toss-up in and of itself. But I think Twin Falls got a good ball club. Uh, and you're right, it's going to be a ground game, uh, which they're going. To, this is going to be won or lost in the trenches. Yep. Uh, I, I will go with Bishop Kelly as well because they are playing at home. Twin Falls, just to note, their only two losses this year came to Pocatello and Minico, the second and third seeded teams in this playoff field, respectively. Yeah. Uh, the speaking final- of Minico, oh, they're there. <laughs> yes, speaking of Minico, undefeated regular season. They are hosting Valley View in our final matchup. We'll preview Valley View, the 14 seed. Minico, the three seed. This is going to be Friday night, seven o'clock in Minico. This is a game that we will have video for on IdahoSports.com. Here's, here's, there's so many games going on in this opening weekend, Wayne, that the easiest way to find out which games we're covering is to just go to the game streams tab on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. Between audio and video broadcasts, I think we're hitting about 75% of all the games this weekend, which is pretty good. Yeah. 
That'll be fun. Fortunately for me, I just got to remember one. I just got to do Bora and Eagle on Friday night at seven. I've been doing a couple of games a week, and it seems like I got a vacation now that I only get to do one game this weekend. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun for sure. And, and you know, I don't think Valley View really – I mean, they have a chance because they're going there, but I think Minico is the team, you know, they're going to win this one. Minico came up here and beat Middleton earlier this year. Minico, like you said, just a really good, solid ball club. They're tough at home. Yeah, Minico is a – They've got such a solid defense that yeah. I, really, I really do give them the edge over Valley View. Although, you know, maybe Valley View has some momentum coming off that 8-7 win over Emmett. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's a tall order right away in the playoffs, but we'll yeah. see. It's amazing, all these games, eight games, 16 teams, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. It's a it's a large playoff field for four eight. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, like we said, we thought five teams were going to get in from the SIC, and five teams did. How many are uh, still standing after the opening round remains to be seen. I, I'll tell you this: at least one is. Yeah, because, yeah, because yeah. That's right. Yeah. Play each other. Look, at, look at you pick it. Look at you going out on a limb. <laughs> that's right so Naba Emmett, folks Naba Emmett. one of them is going to win one of them is going to advance so. that's right so at least one will make it to that second weekend that's um, all right uh wayne we usually talk about this before we hop on but we uh usually at the end of the prep cast each week hand out gold star awards yep uh our our pride stickers uh that we put on the side of the helmets we probably should get some actual helmets that would be kind of cool if we had actual helmets really good yeah well we could steal some yeah okay let's do it when i'm at the game and i just walk down the sidelines just grab a helmet bring it home right and i and i'll be doing the sky skyview highline uh a highland game this this friday so okay. i'll try and maybe now a skyview one exactly that'd be great nobody will notice right yeah yeah exactly all right wayne so where do you uh what were you thinking with your gold star well my gold star i'm gonna go to quintez evans from the running back from mountain view and the reason is that Quintez Evans was the workhorse in the win over Rocky Mountain the other night for the F5A SIC championship, but he was also the workhorse in the first win in second game of the year, 26 to 20. And in the first game, he carried the ball 30 times for 183 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Second game the other night, 36 carries for 185 yards and three touchdowns. So in two games, he's carried the ball 66 times, 368 yards, five touchdowns, uh, and you're talking about he did this against Rocky Mountain. He almost rushed for 400 yards against the Grizzly defense. That is amazing. So Quintez Evans, the running back, number three for Mountain View. Keep an eye on him. Uh, he's my gold star winner today. I mean, I tell you what, I, I just, I just, that combination there was just amazing. And the consistency with which he did it, 183 in one game, 185 in the other, five touchdowns total, just blew me away. Yeah, that, that's kind of an underreported story this year is uh, Quintez Evans. Last year, he was a starting uh, wide receiver yeah. for, for Mountain View, and they had a really good running back who had been starting since his sophomore year, Leighton Smithson, and, and Leighton Smithson was supposed to be a senior this year. Well, he and his family moved out of state. I think they moved to Washington. They so all of, a, all of a sudden, you had this kid that you were counting on. He's not there. They move Evans from receiver to running back, and it's it's been tremendous for yeah. The rest is history, man. He has just taken over, and he has been a workhorse. So he's my gold star. That sounds good. Well, I'm going to give my gold star to uh, to a guy from Skyview. You you talked about him earlier in the prepcast, Camden Young. He had two interceptions on defense, including a 98 yard pick six. He also caught a touchdown pass on offense. So this guy's going both ways as uh, Skyview easily clinched a playoff spot. 
Uh, Camden Young is a really good receiver. He's uh, the point guard on the basketball team as well for Skyview, a good leader for that team. Yeah, he is. I watched him personally. I did that game. Uh, he was the difference maker. I mean, when he picked up that ball, that was the one I was telling you about, where it was first and goal from the six-yard line. McCarney threw it out on the flat, and Young just picked it off and took it 98 yards, untouched down the sideline. And then when he did it again on a first and nine for Bora, took it out to the 42, and it led to another touchdown down the road. Plus, like you said, he caught a touchdown pass. Kemden Young just basically personally shut the door down on the Bora Lions. He really did. He, he just basically locked the cage on those lines. That's right. I, I knew you were going to go somewhere with the... Uh, I had no idea where I'm going. When my brain starts going, I have no idea where it's going. I just let it ride. That was good. That that was a, that was a nice uh, illusion you set up there. So. Well, we were talking about the turnovers the other day in the game. I said, we have six turnovers in this game right now. I said, I feel like I'm in a bakery rather than a football game. So, <laughs> yeah, so that was my other that was my other gold star for the night. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah, exactly. We're here all week. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitress. Twenty <laughs> percent, no less. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, all right, Wayne. I'm very excited. Uh, the opening weekend of football postseason is here. State volleyball, state cross country. Again, next week we are going to have plenty to talk about here on the SIC Prepcast. Have fun at your game on Friday night. What's that? I said, have oh, fun. Have fun at my game. Okay, yeah. No, I'll, I always have fun at those games. You bet. I'm ready to rock and roll. I don't think Bora can pull the upset, but uh, not not against the Eagles. But I tell you what, it's it's going to be a fun game to do, and I'm looking forward to it. You were a little taken aback there. I was going to say, well, you could have a rotten time too. I guess whatever. Well, I, I actually didn't hear you. I was like, oh, what did he say? But <laughs> you know, the technology slipped for just a second. Yeah, that's all right. That's totally fine. Uh, so thank you for tuning in to the SIC Prepcast. Uh, brought to you by DL Evans Bank. This is Community Banking. For Wayne DeZubak, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.